Good morning. I'm Nathan, and this is Word in Motion. James 1 compares someone who hears the word and does not act to a man who looks in a mirror and immediately forgets what he saw. But the one who looks and perseveres, it says, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. This is a pod for looking in the mirror each day, seeing our imperfect selves, and making one change each day to live and love as God intended. Hey, happy Monday! Uh, we're back in Acts for episode 23 of Word in Motion. And today we're going to see two followers of Jesus, both in danger for sharing the gospel, with two opposite outcomes. Both known by God ahead of time, and both outcomes part of his plan. And as a little bit of context, I want to think about this. I want to remind you of Romans chapter 8. And in verse 28 it says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Now, I'm sure many of you memorized those verses as kids in Sunday school. And we have a certain idea of what that means. That all things work together for the good. But we forget good is defined by God. That's why verses 29 and 30 are so important. That however good, quote unquote, turns out in your life, God is walking you through every twist and turn. Your good is his plan for your life, no matter how we might define hardship or ease. With that in mind, let's look at Acts chapter 12. Starting in verse 1, About that time Herod the king laid violent hands on some who belonged to the church. He killed James the brother of John with the sword, and when he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded to arrest Peter also. This was during the days of unleavened bread, and when he had seized him, he put him in prison, delivering him over to four squads of soldiers to guard him, intending after the Passover to bring him out to the people. So Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. Now when Herod was about to bring him out, on that very night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, and centuries before the door were guarding the prison. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood next to him, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him, saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his hands. And the angel said to him, Dress yourself and put on your sandals. And he did so. And he said to him, Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. And he went out and followed him. And he did not know that what was being done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they had passed the first and second guard, they came to the iron gate leading into the city, and it opened for them of its own accord. And they went out and went along one street, and immediately the angel left him. When Peter came to himself, he said, Now I am sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from the hand of Herod and from all the Jewish people were expecting. So God allows James to be killed, but rescues Peter miraculously. Now from our view, it might seem like things worked out for the good for one and not so much for the other. But in that moment, let's remember, One is still alive on earth, dealing with human fear and discomfort and uncertainty and threats. And one is alive in the presence of his heavenly father, completely satisfied, comforted, fulfilled. As Romans 8 says, finally glorified. So who has it better? 
For whom in that moment is it better? Well, I'd argue both. Because again, God is defining what's good in each case. And both James and Peter got what was considered good by their all-knowing Heavenly Father in that moment. It was time for James to go start eternity with his father, and it was time for Peter to be rescued to continue his mission's work. We need to adjust our perspective, myself included, around God's definition of good. That's why today I challenge you to pray as Jesus did in the garden for God's will above our own. In any situation, confident that it will work out for the good as defined by your all-knowing creator. I challenge you today to lay your concerns, the things that you're praying most urgently for, to lay them at God's feet, at the mercy of God's will, knowing, again, still confident that all things work together for the good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. It's still good, whether God says yes and provides for you, or he says no and he protects you in some way that you may not ever get to see. And you know, if you can't yet fully invite his will, if you still privately would prefer your outcome, then pray for the faith to get there. I've certainly had times, days and weeks, where my prayers were, God, I want what I want. Ask him to give you the faith to pray for the deepest desires of your heart, but only in the context of his will. That doesn't make it easy, but over time it helps us accept when God says no, and it makes the times when God says yes all the more joyful. Let me pray for faith for all of us today. God, I thank you for your promises. I thank you that you do work things out for the good, whether we get to understand it or not, whether it's the good that we would have chosen for ourselves or not. God, give us the faith to trust your will and your answers above our desires this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, happy Monday. Have a great week. This is Word in Motion.